Welcome, everybody, to episode 14 of Upon Further Review. On my right, there is... is Oh, is this your right? Yeah. Evan Grant. Yeah. I, and on my left... I hope we're not talking politics here. Yeah, no. no. I'm on your left. I'm Barry Horn. And I'm, I'm the one who's on the right. No, you are never right. That's true. So that makes Kevin the center fielder. This is that's right. I am. I am the center fielder. Uh, this is a special discussion about Rangers at the trade deadline. Breaking special news. We, we should, are breaking special news. We right should here. we should have some kind of sound effect go on, like the old murder mystery sound effect that we we get to that Rangers at the deadline. Dun, 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 dun. No All way. right. So what do we got? Who are the Rangers going to add at the at the trade deadline? Kevin, they've been listening to you for four months. Cole Hamels. Four months. You, years I've been writing about All Cole you Hamels. keep writing about is Cole. You have one column in you these days. I do. I am a, Cole I, Hamels. I, I, they have to have Cole Hamels. And I want to point out here, before you answer anything else, I want to point out that one of the reasons why I said they needed Cole Hamels was not for this year, but for next year when those guys come back, because you don't know what shape they're coming back in, they need a lead dog at the top of that rotation. Even if they all come back in great shape, Cole Hamill yeah, I, I don't still think, be the lead dog. I don't think the question about what shape they come in, they come back in, is is of any real significance. Oh, well, I, thanks. I think that the key is that you would have this guy in your rotation at the top of your rotation for next year, seventeen and eighteen. You're good. talking about three years of control for a guy in his early 30s. Uh, those are the kind of contracts. A very that durable if, guy. That if you could go out on the free agent market and say, hey, here's an elite number one pitcher, we'd give you three years for $80 million, you'd love to be able to sign those contracts. You, you can't do that. You have to pay seven years for those guys. So if the Rangers can acquire that guy for three years, that makes all the sense in the world. It's not, and, and, and what fans have to get through their mind is, Cole Hamels can help them this year, and there are only two games separating the Rangers as of Tuesday morning between them and Toronto, which is the, the first team out of the wild card right now. Uh, there's every possibility this team could get back into that hunt for the second wild card, but this is more about 16. Can they, can they petition to play all their games on the road the rest of the season? Uh, let's. I, I don't have an explanation for the home troubles. Um you know, I did a radio. I don't think show. there is an explanation for it. I I did a radio show with with Fraley this morning, and his theory is that this this team gets to the park too early. Uh, the one thing that I would give some some traction to is that I do think one aspect that all of baseball is studying right now is impacts of fatigue on teams, and if they're that wired at one o'clock in the afternoon. To get ready for games at home, maybe it is something that they need to back off a little. Why, bit. why are players more fatigued now than they were a decade ago? Or tell us that. I evidence. seem to remember uh, Tracy Ringles be playing pinochle with uh, backup catchers at noon. Okay, first of all, pinochle, Tracy Ringlesby. Um, <laughs> these are these are all things in a museum. That exactly, Barry. To your question, I, I believe that there was. Things like amphetamines and PEDs. That's what game. I wanted you yeah. to say. It, it's been taken out of the game, and you're seeing the effect. Uh, you're seeing guys really drag in day games after night games. You're seeing guys not have the ability to recover. 
uh, it's had an impact. And so now one of the next waves of how do you create a competitive edge for your team is to figure out a way to fight mental and physical fatigue. I'm, I'm going to guess Fraley came up with that theory because Joe Madden must have said something about it. Uh, yes. Yeah, because he's, he's a Madden, Maddenophile. So is Kevin. Yes, I am. Uh, all right, but here's a better question. Why is it better? Why, did, why didn't you ask me the better question first? Well, because he butted in. That's oh. why. Uh, why is it better for the Rangers to go after Cole Hamels now than to wait until after the season to go for a guy like David Price? Uh, again, if you want to go after David Price, you're going to be spending seven million or, or seven years and two hundred million. Um, there's a big difference between. I don't know if you're aware of this because money means nothing to you, but in my lifetime, there's a big difference between two hundred million and seventy-five to eighty million dollars. The reason and, I'm asking that question is that I believe there's somewhere in Cole Hamill's contract that after he turns thirty-four, that because he is he is thirty-two is he thirty-two now? 31? Thirty-one. Thirty-one. Is it just because of the, it's the two thousand eighteen and the option on two thousand nineteen? But I thought there was something in there that said that uh, there was like a an out for somebody besides the uh, besides the, the there is option. there is an option. The way I have read the, the the detailing on the contract is there is a player option or there's a club option for twenty four million dollars. There's a player option for twenty million dollars, and if neither side elects the option. Uh, or, or there's a vesting option for $20 million. If he doesn't vest and the Phillies decide not to re-up him, then what amounts to a $6 million buyout is well, in effect. Is there a plan B, if they don't get Cole Hamels, is there a plan B for this deadline? For this deadline? The Rangers have had some conversations with San Diego about the same guys that they had conversations uh, this winter, uh, Tyson Ross and Andrew Kashner. Both of those guys are like would be like acquiring Gallardo over the wintertime, as they did. Uh, I, I think that what would the cost be price? What's the price? Uh, I think it would start with a shortstop, probably Hansar Alberto. Oh, not, not, Elvis. not Elvis Andrews. We, they, they couldn't work Elvis. Couldn't they at the last minute say, well, why don't you take, why don't you take our starting for the last six years, our starting shortstop instead? Couldn't they, could they do that? I don't know if you're aware that it comes with a hundred million dollar commitment. Well, I know that's what, that's what yeah, I'm that's trying to do happening. here. That's not, I'm, I'm making a fan trade here. Yeah, that's not happening. I, I I think that you would have to not necessarily start with Alberto, but you'd have to include a shortstop like Alberto in there, and you'd probably have to put a high-end prospect in the deal for one of those guys. I just don't know that it's that it's the kind of significant game-changing upgrade that would make you go into next season thinking we're real competitors. Um, All right, now let's 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 get to the point of let's go back to the one that really mattered. Oh, is the Cole Hamels? What is it going to cost the Rangers? Because all along the Phillies have everybody said, the, "Oh, the Phillies want too much. They want to they wanted to share a deal here. They're not going to get that. I don't think. What is it that the Rangers are going to have to give up to get him? I, I think I don't know that the the players have necessarily been decided. And I think as we speak on Tuesday, there's still very much of a sliding scale because. Maybe the Phillies are willing to take a little bit less if the Rangers take on more money. Maybe the Phillies are willing to uh, take on more money if the Rangers give up a little bit more. So I think a lot of that is in play. And I think, quite frankly, the bigger obstacle right now is the money than it is coming to an agreement on on potential player packages. Um but I, 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 it seems like there is momentum, and Ken Rosenthal tweeted this uh, yesterday, that there is momentum that Nomar Mazzara would not be involved in a deal. 
the Rangers certainly could trans uh, put Nick Williams in the deal, who's got a high ceiling as another left-handed hitter. But one thing I think the Rangers have to be willing to do, when you look at Gallo, Mazzara, Nick Williams, those are all left-handed hitters. This lineup is too left-handed right now. So I think they have come to a realization that they've got to be willing to trade a left-handed hitting prospect. Uh, Gallo is off the board. I think they would like to take Mazzara off the board if they could. So that would leave Nick Williams. Should anybody be off the board? Um, Gallo and Mazzara, to me, have, have special power. And power is a not special. Are they witches? Are they what? What, what <laughs> are they? Merlin? Merlin? They have special powers. Ooh, we're going to come out and go abracadabra. What are you talking about? They they're, have, they're, they're that character that Jennifer Lawrence played. They can do that thing. Whatever that was that she could do, I could and, and she could do it. But she could do it. That's right. I was always kind of mystified. Go right ahead, Evan. They have they have well above average power. Mazzara probably has even a little bit better plate discipline than I think Gallo does right now. But they have legitimate power, and power is in short supply in the major leagues right now. So if it's going to be one of those guys, that he leads the package, then what is the rest of the package? Because we keep hearing this about how, how many how many players is it going to take? The rest of the package would include either a Chichi Gonzalez or a Jake Thompson. Uh, so you give them a starting pitching prospect. And then you get into the point of lower-level, high-end, high-ceiling type guys. And, and where it goes from there, I, I don't – I don't have a real answer. I think that the one guy who is who is also in play that's a high-level prospect is Jorge Alfaro. His value has been diminished somewhat by the fact catcher. that he's going through uh, recovery from surgery. Uh, he's a catcher who's still very raw, and we don't know how good he's ever going to be on the defensive side, but he's got legitimate hitting ability, uh, and he's got a big, big arm back there. So Alfaro could be there. Um if you if you gave them Alfaro and, and Williams, that'd be you wouldn't have to give them Chi Chi or Jake Thompson, would you? You would think that you would you should be able to get get that deal made. I just don't know the wild card on all that is how is Alfaro viewed now because he's going to be coming back from this reconstructive ankle surgery. Why why is every why are we everybody saying that the Rangers are the favorite in, in this? You know the Giants are now supposedly involved. There's I, the Dodgers. Why why is is everybody saying? It's the it's the Rangers trade to lose. I, I don't know that they're saying that it's oh, the Rangers trade to lose. I think what what most people are saying is that if Philadelphia moves him, or at least the consensus opinion is that if Philadelphia does move him at the deadline, the Rangers are still the most likely thing. That's always fluid and based on a team's need from day to day. Right. But what I have have we built that up too much? What I have gathered, or the feel that I get in talking to different people is that the matchups for what the Phillies need in terms of restocking players, in terms of restocking their system with multiple legitimate major league-capable prospects, the Rangers match up better than some of those other clubs. Who's making the deal for the Phillies? Now? Isn't, that, isn't there a front office? That's in, the other question. Kind of is, flat, flux? We don't know. What? Flux. <laughs> I think you said flax at one point. Flex, I think I said. Flex, flax, flux. I, yes, that's a super <laughs> that's superpowers that people have. <laughs> that's right. There is there is a big question about that. Is Ruben Amaro a lame duck? Is he the GM? Yes, Ruben making, Amaro is a lame duck. Making the deal is Pat Gillick making the deal? Is Andy McPhail, who hasn't officially been hired, I don't believe, is he making the deal? So there there is a lot of question. 
about exactly where the Phillies' heads are and all this. And when you start talking, first of all, a elite pitcher, then you add in the amount of money that's that's on the table that has to be moved, and now you're talking about a three-headed GM-type monster. That's That complicates things. Now let me say one last thing. You're pointing at me again. Is that Hamels, you know, in that no-hitter on Saturday, Hamels threw 129 pitches. So to me, there's no way he pitches on Thursday, which would be his scheduled day. He gets pushed back another day, which means he doesn't get – he doesn't pitch until he pitches for another team or until the deadline expires. And so I think the Phillies have the ability right now to take this till Thursday night or Friday morning to complete a deal. Well, let me ask you this. Is there any possibility of anything happen post de- happening post-deadline with him? With Hamels? Yeah. I don't think so because I think, I think a team like the Dodgers, if they could – the the they Dodgers get, would absolutely put a waiver claim in for block, him to block the move, or to to take him to take him. They, yeah. The Dodgers like would him. have no problem. The Dodgers are printing money. They'd have no problem paying seventy five million and not having to give up anything to so get. Why, him. Why did, let me ask you this question: Why do we look at teams like the Dodgers, who are in the, obviously the second biggest market, the Yankees, are the first biggest market, Texas Rangers first playing the, the the largest, just the biggest? Thank you. Okay, the Rangers play in the fifth largest media market. In baseball, why are is it just one, two, three, four, and and those are the lar- big markets and the Rangers? People never consider them in the, in in the, as a big market team, but they are a big market team. And your point is what? My point is, if the Dodgers are printing money, what are the Rangers doing? Printing a little less money, but they're printing money too. Let's let's say we're th- always looking to save the Rangers money. No, no. Let's say this, Barry. The the Rangers signed a very nice TV contract that really goes into effect at the beginning of next year. Yeah. Okay? And they took a lot of that money up front to, yeah. to help them complete the deal. Since then, there have been at least a half dozen contracts that have all been signed for far more money. And the market now is not defined by your TV households. It's defined by your TV contract. Well, the TV contract is based on the TV households, too. But it, there's you're, it's, it's you're not my wheelhouse. We are my wheelhouse here. It's not a percent. It, it, it's not an equal percentage because you look at what the Dodgers have gotten for their for their TV rights, and you look at what Boston gets for its TV rights, and the Rangers don't come close. All right, all right. I'm going to steer this back now from this really boring TV talk. We're talking yeah. sabermetric. We're talking. <laughs> yeah. Let's get back to this here. All right. I want to go back to the 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 Hamill straight. If it comes down to between Chi-Chi and Jake Thompson. Which guy would you rather see the Rangers keep? This Chichi came up here and pitched really well in a couple of starts. Jake Thompson has been dominant at Double A, uh, and usually my perspective would go to right. trade the guy who's been more successful at a higher, or keep the guy who's been more successful at a higher level. But I've I've been told that Jake has better better pure stuff than Chi Chi. Certainly throws harder. Um that's where I'm that's where I'm confused right now. And I think that that's a that's a big issue. I if you put a gun to my head today we, I, and we would like to do that. I know you would. I, I would I would say that I think I'd be more willing to trade Chi Chi. I think I would too. I think this one of my problems with this rotation is it's just set up with a bunch of guys who 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 don't blow you away. There there's there's nobody on that staff you know, even Darvish, who obviously has a lot. Darvish of stuff. has a wipeout pitch. Well, he do, he does. You're right, but they're they're not guys. They have to be very. They have to be very fine. They have to be. They have to be hitting the in the corners all the time. There is nobody who has other than other than Darvish 
with that slider, which is as good a slider as there yes. is in baseball. Nobody has a wipeout pitch. That includes Chi-Chi. And so you that's when you start to look at, okay, does Jake throw harder? Does he have the ability to overpower some hitters? Does he have the ability, if he's going to elevate the fastball, to just completely overwhelm guys? Project If you start into the projection game, maybe you say yes. But I think that is one thing the Rangers need. They need the ability for a pitcher to get outs on his own. All right, let's let's go to the number. Wait a minute, Barry's shaking his no, head. He's always shaking. No, no, no. I I just want to say this. I I think I know why you're thinking Jake is is. is we we don't see him every day. We no that that's not that's no not no, no, no no no. I don't have to answer my question. That I I I've, think there's I think there is something to that. Thank and, you, Evan. And, and I think that we all we're all a little bit guilty of at times saying this prospect that we're hearing about is the next big thing as opposed to the prospect that we saw for five games right. and we saw him have some struggles at times. No, I think so that, I think, I think it's a bird a bird in the bush is worth more than two in the Please don't start talking about your sexual favors, okay? <laughs> uh, let, let's let's just go back to let's let's go back to we need a, <laughs> the, the point. We need us we, we just need a segment in Can the we have thing a commercial like break Barry's puns yeah, and right. old time no, that, phrases. That's, that's, not, that's not the Cord issue here. It was, it was, it was, it was, <laughs> let's go on. Hee Haw was a very successful TV show, yeah. and and I'm not Hee-haw. I'm not bringing up NC17 references here. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Here's 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 the issue here on this. It's not a question of we haven't seen Jake Thompson. The fact is is that Jake Thompson throws harder than Chi Chi does. Chi Chi does not have. But- an out pitch. Tell me about his control. Chichi is yeah, he throws harder. Yeah. Tell me about about well, it. But you, but, but you, you right. haven't seen him, so you think he's better. I have seen him. I saw you him pitching consistently? high school. Consistently? Consistently? Here, consistently? The, here's the question for you, Barry. Okay. Look at this team defensively right now and it's look horrible. at what's realistic. Okay, it's horrible. So if you've got a pitcher that you expect to win a game for you, he's gonna have to get a decent number of outs on his own and not necessarily leave things up to that defense. And so that's why I favor a guy at this point to add to the rotation who can pick up some strikeouts. Does that add to the pitch count? Yeah, yeah it adds to the pitch count. But the less that you have to the less you have to rely on the defense right now until you show me better defense at shortstop, better defense in right field, better defense at, 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 at second base. And I, I, Odor is a legitimate big leaguer. The the def, the defensive part is going to be the part that he has to work on. Now, I mean, all of a sudden you're talking up the middle. You're you're not that strong in the middle of the infield defensively. Oh no, you're not. And <laughs> and in you. right field, you're saddled with the chew contract for God knows how long. With a bad defensive right fielder, so give me a pitcher if if I've got to weigh okay. the two. Give me a pitcher who can get outs on his own. They just have too many pitchers who are alike. That's my point. My point is that you need to have a guy who can overpower somebody in the rotation. Then the next day you go to a guy who's who's painting the corners and doing that kind of thing. You just can't have day after day after day the same kind of pitcher to me. That 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 allows an opposing team to lock in and kind of get its. I, its I would say on the on the mental fatigue aspect to go back to the whole idea of fatigue for a second. On the mental fatigue aspect, if you've got a guy who can overpower hitters on occasion and bring back a guy the next day who can dot in, in his control like Colby, I think it does make both of them more effective. And I think it I think it makes it more uncomfortable for the other team to try and hit. All right, let's, let's well, go. Let just, one, oh one more gosh. question now. Bring up your wife. Go the, ba- the baseball the baseball summary is here. Let, let's get on to the, to the question of the deadline. That's what we are all here for. 
the the biggest. I was going to ask a question. The biggest about that. concern, the biggest concern that this this team has had all year long is its bullpen. What are they going to do to fix that bullpen before the deadline? They're not. I, I don't think they're going to do anything significant to fix the bullpen before the the deadline. And to, again, hammer home that uh, one of these rare occasions where I agree with you, the Hamels deal is more about 2016 than it is about 2015. And if you get the Hamels deal completed and you now have some cost certainty in your rotation, now this winter you can set out to address the bullpen issue. Um, you're, you're saying that even if they get Hamels now, that will not help the, the bullpen? If they get Hamels, I, it will help the bullpen, but more marginally and, and on, a, on, on a secondary level because if you've got Hamels going seven innings every fifth day, that's one less time you've got to go to the weak middle, the weakest part of the bullpen, the middle of the bullpen. And, and so maybe the, when you've got to go to them the day after, maybe they're a little bit more fresh. They've had some time to be. Does that not put Wandy in the bullpen, though? I oh, oh I think if they get Cole Hamels, uh, I think I think before too long, Wandy would will be gone. I, I, I Wandy's been moved to the bullpen already, uh, and I don't think the Rangers see him as a long term solution. We've we have discussed this before in that I think Wandy served his purpose by being a good first half of the season pitcher. They got that out of him. But he he's looked like he's he's he struggled the last few times out. Or right, what about Nick Martinez? I, I think that, uh, let's see, if you get Hamels and you get to the middle of August, you could have a situation where you have Hamels, Holland, Lewis, Perez. Uh, I think Gallardo would be traded before the deadline, particularly if you get Hamels to save some money so that you can wash out that money. And so then you've got a question of is it you know is is, is Matt Harrison there or is Nick Martinez there? Wait, you, you, you just tried to slip in a name there. That that I, I want to object to, Holland. You, you're 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 confident about Holland coming back and making an impact on this team this season. You just no. You that, said, I think it's it's still a best it's still a best case scenario. But I think the fact that he's likely to go out on a rehab on Thursday puts him in position, providing he has no setbacks, to pitch for this team by the middle of August. Effectively, he certainly did last year. All right. What is what is the back to the trade deadline thing again? <laughs> Holy cow! It's like herding cats in here. Uh, if if you get, if you trade Gallardo, what is the best you could hope to get for him? Salary relief. Uh, I, I don't know that you're going to get a real significant prospect, particularly of, uh, off of the fact that his numbers traditionally have have gone down in in August and September, and the last two starts he's really been hit hard, uh, and he would be a rental. So. Maybe the best you could hope for is a real high ceiling, very low level player. Um, so because of that, wouldn't it be better to hold on to him, make the offer, and then get a, and it'd be signed somewhere else? You get the first round draft. There's there's certainly um, some real sense to that. That has been my perspective until these last few starts. I'm I'm at this point in time a little bit concerned that if he struggles the rest of the way. Then you make him a qualifying offer. Does he become the first player to take it and say, $15 million, reestablish my value at home, uh, I pitched well there for a good portion of time, and then you're in a real bind. Uh, right now, if you move him and you if you can get Hamels and you can move Gallardo, that gives you the salary relief that you that you really need to, to create to, to be able to pay Cole Hamels. One last wild card here, and then we need to go. Should the Rangers consider trading Mitch Moreland 
to open up a spot next year for Joey Gallo, who will not be playing third base and who will not be playing the outfield? I, I think that there have been teams that have inquired about Moreland. I don't think the Rangers have been very motivated to move him, mostly because of this. Moreland is going to make about $5 million next year. He has finally proven that, that he can be a big league hitter uh, and, and staying healthy. To your point, I think if you were ever going to sell high on Moreland, right now would be Absolutely. the opportunity. I just don't know how many teams are out there craving a first baseman other than the Houston Astros, and I don't know if you want to get into that deal. Good point. What about what about? Let me ask real quick. What about Colby Lewis? Uh, Colby would have some tangential value to some teams as a back end of the rotation starter. I think, in my indications from the Rangers, is this team does not plan on tanking. Uh, they want to finish strong with whatever they end up. And since they're not going to have a full-scale sell-off, they'd like to still be competitive to the end of the season. Where Colby comes in is he is probably the most respected pitcher in that clubhouse right now. You've got a lot of young pitchers. I think if you take that away, you lose some some guiding kind of guiding mentorship. And I don't know that the return that you'd get for a guy who's free agent, who's 35, is pitching on a bad hip, has a shoulder, has a history of shoulder problems. I don't know that you're going to get much return. I think you just described yourself. Wow. No, I am close to 50 with a lot more problems than that. Wow. We're being told to wind it up, fellas. That, that's what that means. To, when, he, when, he, when he does that little thing. Wait, this finger. is the time when Barry has like two or three more points. Yeah, that's right. Go ahead, Barry. Uh, good, good night. Good night, gentlemen. Good night, Evan. It's been a pleasure being with Brian. See y'all next time. I just want to say I'm going to tweet out a photo of Evan. No one, when I tweet out this photo of Evan sitting here, no one will be listening to this. There's Barry's addendum. Again.